you're listening to Sports Content Strategy with Mr. Richard Clark. I'm not sure if, if data as such is not so interesting anymore. I think it's the presentation and how you can really get the right information on, on point. What we see is that the focus our users have is more moving towards the player and moving away from the clubs. That's especially true for uh, younger football markets where the big stars are more important than your local football club. We follow a pretty qualitative approach, so um, there's no secret algorithm we keep here in some safe. Um, it's, it's always I'm disappointed discussing. there isn't, by the way. I'm disappointed there isn't. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Sports Content Strategy. My name is Richard Clark. My guest this time is Thomas Lintz. He's the Managing Director of Transfermarkt. This is a really interesting website. Started as a passion project. People getting excited about transfers and stories and valuations and contract lengths. And it's grown up to be a real community upon which a business has formed and flourished. But they've managed to maintain that almost handmade community feel. This is worth exploring, and I don't think they've done too many explainers behind their business, so I was very pleased to get Thomas on. This episode is brought to you by Pro Academy Footballers, a very different type of agency that is looking to care for its players, not in the short term, but in the long term. Check out the link in the show notes for further details. And while we're talking adverts, I've got a book out called Last Wicket Stand. It's about county cricket, midlife bit of a personal book but check it out on amazon that's last wicket stand or there's details on my website mrrichardclark.com that's also my handle on all social media mr richard clark anyway let's get deep down and dirty in transfer rumors by telling the story of transfer mark with this man Hi, i'm thomas Linz. i'm one of the two managing directors here at transfermarkt um, i've been working for the company almost 13 years now and um, among the management board i'm responsible for content and product thanks for speaking to me Thomas. so first of all what is transfermarkt and how did it start i suppose because there are people who don't know it. It's one of those things that has grown up to be very important and have significance. But it's it's a it's a crowdsourced information website broadly about football and, and transfer for values and information. But tell me how it started. I, th I think that was already the definition you gave. Um, yeah, we understand ourselves as a as a football platform, basically by fans for fans. So um, football fans will always be our first target group. Um, we're looking at. And you also um, gave a very important information that we're basically crowdsourced. And that's one thing that makes Transfermarkt very special. Um, concerning our, yeah, our founding history, um, we were founded 20 years ago by Matthias Seidel. He was um, still one of our managing directors here. And he is also a shareholder. And... He basically he had one uh, he had one problem. He is a big fan of Werder Bremen, and he moved to Hamburg. And those were the days where um, newspapers, local newspapers, they didn't have uh, digital versions. They had no websites. So he had problems um, getting all the information on his favorite football club uh, in another town. So he started, yeah, opening a, a website uh, where users could give him this information, and. The other thing uh, 
he always says he has problems uh, with uh, yeah remembering all the names of all the football players in the Bundesliga. So he started uh, putting them into a database. Then he found that there is many more people out out there, um, yeah, also having having the same issues and. Uh, yeah, they, they, they found each other on, on transfer market and started to exchange. And at one point they started um, to sending them, hey, um, this player, it was his birthday yesterday, you got to update his age and stuff like that. And you received more and more and more information, pretty Wikipedia style. So um, yeah, after, I don't know, um, working on those emails every night, then the first big thing I think was... Um, inventing something like a correction form which is basically uh, yeah it, it's an online sheet uh, where you can just update data and having something like a user registration and things like that which seem nowadays pretty basic for every website you can find out there but in those days yeah it was something kind of new and people started just entering data and data and data and then you know that grew from that on then somebody came and said hey i want to why don't you have the Austrian Bundesliga there? Why don't you have the Premier League there? Uh, maybe I'll do that for you. And that crew, and nowadays there is three to 400, um, we call them data scouts. Um, those are guys that, that really, um, yeah, they, they joined Transfermarkt, they got more rights than normal registered users. Um, and then they take care from, I don't know, of the, of the, uh, Macedonian League, they take care of Vietnamese League nowadays. And yeah, the database grew and now it's uh, more than thousands um, competitions we already have. When you say someone came on and wanted to talk about the Austrian League, that was you, wasn't it? Because it says in the, in, the, in the celebration of 20 years of uh, transfer mark that you were a registered user in 2005 because you wanted to talk about the Austrian League and it yeah. grew from there. So you are that Austrian guy, aren't you? Wanted to talk about, about the Austrian Absolutely. league. And, and, and that's, that's kind of the genesis transfer of arc. And that's one of the reasons why it's quite loved, isn't it? Because it's based on user enthusiasm. And yeah. managed to retain that. And that's the hard trick. It's not really sold out. It's managed to retain it. Exactly. So yeah, I was one of the first guys uh, interested in the Austrian leagues. There were others before that had the basic data. But uh, me personally, I wanted... I wanted to have the third league uh, there uh, because uh, just after university on Friday evenings, I, I really like to uh, go to third league matches. And I was wondering why the hell do, do they don't cover that on transfer market? And so I just applied for that and, and helped with that. And yeah, then Matthias, uh, he had the brilliant idea of uh, yeah, cloning the website uh, to Austria, which is quite easy since it's the same language. Um, and we did it for the Euro 2008, and that's when I started uh, working for, for the company. And yeah, um, but you said one, one important thing, what's always been very important for us um, in product strategy um, is to always stay very connected to our community, at least to the core community. I mean, there's 100,000 of users registered and entering data corrections uh, every day. Um, but there is, you know, there's a core, those guys that are then checking the corrections entered. And one of our aim is to really uh, make their lives as easy as possible to uh, make, make it for them as easy as possible to, to follow that, what they like to do. And that may be entering regional leak data in Austria. 
but there were many people in this space at the time, perhaps not so deep and down in the stats of it, but there were other people around this space. Why, why did Transfermark develop and grow and others fall by the wayside? Have you got any handle on, on what was, to use an American phrase, what was the special source? I think what, maybe, maybe it's different factors. I think the one thing I mentioned earlier is, is to always stay really connected with your community and we still are. We know a lot of those guys personally. We invite them here to our offices. We meet them in Stadia around, around Germany, uh, things like that. The other thing is that we always managed, you know, um, to have a strong connection between those, you know, data scout guys that are more into entering really hard data and those guys discussing. And you, we always had them in the same environment on our website. Um, so they had the exchange there and, you know, um, you know the, the guys you could talk to uh, if you have any question, I don't know, on Egypt, for example. So you have got three usernames in your mind because you know them because they're always posting on, on rumors uh, concerning Egyptian players, for example. And yeah, actually, it's actually it's it's community building um, from many uh, from many uh, perspectives. But it, actually, it's, it's the community building that that made us strong and still makes us strong. Do you class yourself as a business now? Because it's it's eight employees now. Is it you've got around that? Do you class yourself as a business or are you uh, a community service? You see the the difference I'm making there. Yeah, I mean, for sure, we're, we're a business. Um, we are owned uh, 51% by Axel Springer, which is one of uh, Germany's and Europe's biggest publishing houses. Um, that that uh, they entered Transfermarkt in 2007. But uh, we have that, and that helped us a lot because yeah, before we were more of a community service with, with all the uh, disadvantages of that, like um, not... Uh, being able to afford uh, server capacities on a transfer deadline day. So we were just offline then, uh, things like that, that they don't happen anymore. So, so we're basically, yeah, we're a business, um, but our business uh, aims for uh, this, uh, this community spirit and uh, the spirit of gathering more data and building, yeah, actually building the best data-based um, football platform in the world. So that's, that's our aim and the aim of the community. What's your business model? Um, basically, the biggest, biggest thing is uh, pretty straightforward display advertising. Um, uh, you, you mentioned it before, we're, we're well known right, right now and you mentioned uh, Wikipedia and I think we can call ourselves something like the Wikipedia of football. Um, so there's obviously good traffic on our website so we can market that that's that's the biggest thing and then for sure yeah you have uh, cooperation deals with uh, you know ott players uh, with uh, betting companies things like that, which are pretty obvious your researchers or the people accessing the, the site um how do you recruit them and what sort of vetting process do you have you know can't just have anyone updating a site like Transfermarkt these days. I think you can. Um, really? Yeah. So uh, just after our talk, you may sit down and register yourself. Uh, 
And for sure, you'll find some player, some match report, some club, I don't know, something, some, some stadium, where you say, oh, this figure here is not right. I know it better. Here's my source. And then you just click on, on edit in the profile and you send a correction and somebody will check on that and probably update it if, if, if you give us the right information. But Wikipedia, so, I, I, I mean, that's what Wikipedia's got, but it's got a, a team of editors that are going through everything as well, albeit some of them are volunteer editors. So you can put something up, but it's liable to be taken down in a few days if it's incorrect in any kind of way. I suppose we're yeah. not in, suppose we're not in, the, in, that, in that territory of uh, political information or religious information. It is, it is football, which is the world's greatest waste of time in a certain sense, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I suppose, I mean, so anyone can come along, update their team's information at any point. Yeah, that, that's basically the thing. And then there are these data scouts, they receive, those are volunteers, but they get more rights. Uh, and they receive the information and they just gonna do the, the cross check and then put it up again. So if I just, I got super admin rights, but if I just went, uh, went to Lionel Messi's profile right now and uh, put there his uh, one meter 85 centimeters, uh, probably that information won't last very long on Transformark because in the moment there will be somebody else re-editing. One of the strengths of Transformark as it's developed has been the transfer values and you type in a player and you'll get their rough transfer value, uh, well, the, the estimated transfer value, and then maybe a whole list of players like them uh, of a similar yeah. stature, a similar um, value, a similar experience, similar position in different leagues around the world. What goes into those sorts of calculations? Yeah, so first, first thing what is important for us, um, we're not really trying to, um, to forecast a, a transfer sum in the end. Because, you know, in the end, if, if a player is moving from club A to club B, there is club A and club B discussing the transfer sum and there may be an agent also getting some, of, some share of that. And for sure, there is a player who really wants to join the other. So, so it's basically, it's this very... It's not a full market. It's, it's a small group actually then, then finding an agreement. What we're trying more is to find something like an inherent value of a player. And we call it market value, uh, transfer market value. Um, the best thing to find out where the difference lies is uh, probably is free agents. Um, players out of contract, there's no, no transfer sum paid, but still they have a have a market value on transfer. So that's, that's what we, we want to show. And for sure, um, we're looking also on the market and yeah, with uh, having Corona right now and the huge impact on the transfer market, it's been, it's been some tough months for us too in, or in case of, uh, of disvaluation. So we made this cut in, in, in April and said, okay, um, we see a global decrease of the market values. Um, but when it comes back to market value, um, there's basically a lot of factors, things like performance on the pitch for sure, age and connected with age, there's always something like perspective. How is this player probably develop in future? Uh, position is a thing. There is, there is uh, offensive players that have other values on the market than probably 
defenders. Um, we also take a look on, on, on transfer fees paid so far. Uh, you, you can take into account, you know, um, status of a league or of a club. Um, and another thing is, which also is an important factor for at least when we're talking about top stars um, is uh, marketing related uh, factors. Um, there is one star probably better to be marketed than another one. And that should also be taken into account. And um, yeah, that's just to give you a, a, a bunch of factors and that need to be discussed then. And that's so what is there a, a discussion over players or is it, is it an individual researcher for an individual league will make an estimate and then that will be verified at a meeting or, or how does it, how does it work? Is it one in individual researcher's decision over the smaller leagues and more of a committee one over the big ones? Um, we follow a pretty qualitative approach. So um, important to know is too, there is, there is no secret algorithm we keep here in some safe. Um, it's, it's always I'm disappointed discussing. there isn't, by the way. I'm disappointed there isn't. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've obviously been working on that, but, but we found that things like you know marketing factors or uh, you know some star there there's there is more more between the lines that you can't really put into figures and that's that's important in the end so for many players definitely algorithm would work quite okay um but then to come to the you know the outliers they're gonna be pretty difficult um so that's why we follow this qualitative approach and Actually, we have our users, and there too, just like uh, with, with all the data, feel free to join. Everybody can, can join us and join the discussions. Um, they're moderated for sure, so um, if you go there and uh, yeah, just uh, um, yeah, come, come up with numbers that yeah, just don't fit from, from and can't, can't be argued, you probably be the lost there. But, but yeah, we discuss them. And, what we're doing then is uh, having those discussions and at one point we're trying to find some kind of compromise. The moderators are the first one to find that and then they, you know, they have a basic list of, uh, you know, league, for example, let's, let's take the German Bundesliga. Um, they have a basic list uh, of what the discussions um, yeah, concluded in. And then we start all next step and we start comparing. Then we have the German guy, the Spanish guy, the Italian guy, and they start comparing, okay, let's take a look at, I don't know, all the under 21 left-wingers. Uh, does that match? We start the discussion again in, in, in this group, and at, at one point, yeah, all those uh, values uh, come to our headquarters and we, we publish them. And then the minute afterwards, <laughs> the discussion starts again. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> That's a cool thing to see um, that every time we update something, uh, there will be new arguments and that's cool. Pro Academy Footballers has been formed to help young, aspiring players gain professional playing contracts. Their team are focused on the well-being of the player, ensuring there is support for body and mind. The agency are not just focused on the now for their clients. They ensure there's a focus on future planning for a bright tomorrow. Go to ProAcademyFootballers.com or check out the link in the show notes. What about the more finite information? Because transfer value is going to be 
subjective to to d- despite there being con- a considerable amount of numerical factors it's still going to be a, su- a subjective thing as as you spoke about but there are things like contract information which i know mm-hmm. a lot of people put a lot of store on the contract information on transfer marks. So is that got from your researchers who are looking after a couple of clubs and reading the media or is there any inside information that you get? Um, I think 95% is uh, crowdsourced media, media releases, press releases you have. Um, people are just following the business. They're following transfers, actually fans are following transfers. And if they see a contract length on transfer mark, and they got the different information they would surely tell us. That's the thing. And yeah, the other 5% are then classic uh, yeah, media work. We also got an editorial team here. We got for sure contacts to the clubs, uh, contacts to agents. And uh, yeah. sometimes we feel, we feel uh, open information, information that wasn't released to the press. As an aside, I once did an interview with Thierry Henry when I was at Arsenal and, I, and we did this thing where we were going to correct their Wikipedia page. So we went through and say, is this true? Is this false? Is this true? Is this false? Is this true? And at the end, I said, is there anything else on your Wikipedia page that you'd like to correct? And he said, yeah, my height and weight figures. I don't know where they got them from. So that's sort of basic information he was unhappy about at the time. I've forgotten if we corrected it or not, but he was kind of ha- unhappy because I think it was a few years ago and things had changed. But So players do look at these things. But the reason why I'm digging down on the information is mm-hmm. transfer marks is used by agents in particular, and you mentioned there, to sell their players. If you go on LinkedIn, as I do, you will see agents saying, yep, I'm working for this club. I need this type of player. Please send me uh, their transfer marks data and maybe Scout video if they've got that. But, but certainly all the time, it'll be transfer mark data. And that is the authority that you yeah. have gained over the years. So how have you cultivated that authority because you do have a unique position that's why i wanted to talk to you yes you've got guys on the ground guys and girls on the ground yes you've got healthy discussions as well um but other people will have got that i'm sure but you've managed to have gained this gravitas which is almost unique in global football so have you got any thoughts about what you've done decisions you've made over the past that have gained you gravitas in that way because it is unique it is unique. Yeah, I think one thing for sure is accuracy and having quite quickly updated information, which is important. You know, there's a transfer window opening and then you have to be up to date. That helped us for sure a lot to, to gain this uh, credibility uh, out there within clubs and agents. You know, another thing is uh, something maybe pretty basic, which is SEO. Uh, we're, we're strong on Google and we're the, we're the first ones you would find. Um, that's a thing you shouldn't underestimate. People tend to just click on the top three links if they Google for something and we're there. And another thing I suppose which is important for us is um, if you look at a player profile on Transfermarkt, there is a lot of information. There is there's rather tables than big pictures. Uh, you find everything on the spot and um, we always work towards that and giving relevant information at one spot. So I know agents, uh, they used to just print out player profiles and then just travel to a club and put the paper there on desks. 
surely that helped too. Yeah, and, and there was just reading some of the information on you. There was um, 2002. Um, uh, Matthias Seidel. It says here, start with listing players' agents on the site, which makes TransferMarkt a reference book for the professional audience. And that was done only a couple of years after you started. So there was an aspect of you going for that particular audience. Yeah, he did it. Um, <laughs> Matthias did that because, yeah, he, he actually, if you look at TransferMarkt right now, it's his baby. So um, he's also one of those guys always collecting data. And what he did is... Um, German football magazine kicker, uh, he, he loves it, and he took a year's edition of all, all their, uh, all their uh, magazines and read through all the articles and yeah, uh, he, he found out every, uh, every player agent they knew back then and put him into a database and just because he wanted to have this data too. And out of that, uh, we opened that for the other users too. And out of that, other users did the same. They did that in Spain. They did this reading local newspapers. They did that here and there. And that's how it grew. And sure, if uh, agents read their own names on our websites, they're more likely to check more out of what they offer more. Yeah, and, and also you've got players who are part of an agents group. If it... TransferMarkt is the place to go to find that information. If you want to know who a player's agent is, what that agent's stable consists of, stable of players consists of, TransferMarkt yeah. is, 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 is the place to, to, to go. So you've got that level of data. The other um, aspect I want to talk about is the way that you've internationalized. That mm -hmm. it's, it's not just you know, TransferMarkt dot com that you've gone into ver many in various different countries i don't know how many you've got now but it it's it's right up there you've got lots and lots of flags on your site spain there, portugal's <laughs> yes. there france is yeah. there germans there belgium brazil canada india uh mm -hmm. switzerland austria italy so you've got lots of lots of countries um so just tell us about that process um, why you decided to take that route and what determined which countries you went into at which point? Actually, I think uh, it was just going international was Matthias' idea back in 2008 when I turned Transfermarkt. Um, we started with Austria and Switzerland because it was easy. Then next thing is, okay, um, we found that in, within our community, we found that more of those data scouts and people discussing um, were non-German speakers. Um, the, we probably there was one uh, data scout for Brazilian Serie A who was from Brazil and he started communicating on the website in, in, in English. So that's then it was quite obvious to uh, yeah move Transfermarkt into English. Yeah, have hire hire an area manager for one market and see how, if it works there too. And it worked. And we did the same for Turkey. We did the same for Italy. And so on and so forth. You, you mentioned uh, the list of countries before. And just within this week, um, we uploaded, I think, uh, six to seven um, job offers uh, because we, we want to go broader and we want to internationalize more. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's also core strategy business-wise um, for us within the next years. Um, just beginning of the year, uh, we, we, we started hiring, uh, with hiring uh, our area manager for United States because we see 
football or soccer as they call it uh, is, is definitely growing there uh, we did the same with India it's we see it's, it's the same there and it's a very interesting market for us um, to be kind of first movers there with the product we have and for us it's um, as we're so data-based um, we're pretty easy to to scale basically it's just translating you know everything around the data words like height uh, goals and uh, left defender that's a pretty easy thing to do and then starting with with small editorial pieces on top and using those basically to bring transfermarkt and what we are doing uh, more to the audience there and um, then seeing okay does that work? Is there traction? Um, shall we invest more? That, that's, that's how we, we go for it. And um, because you asked, uh, how do we decide which markets we enter? Um, we, we, we do that from two sides. The one thing, obviously, is uh, we look at the market and we, we check out KPIs there, like, okay, um, how many football fans are there? Um, how is marketing uh, how is marketing done there in terms of our ad, uh, our ad business? Does that work? Um, things like that. And on the other side, uh, we we really need to find uh, good people to do the job. And we've been uh, we've been pretty successful with recruiting from our own community. So what we Russia, for example, um, Russia was. Not priority one market, but priority two market. But we found Artyom is uh, our area manager right now, and we all knew him before because he's uh, he was our voluntary uh, data scout before. And he said, "Yeah, I finished university now. Wouldn't that be an opportunity for me to join you, transfermark guys?" And then we said, "Hey, um, you're the perfect fit. You know the product already. You know the users already. You know football, obviously." you know the country, you know the language, who else should we hire? And then we open Russia. So there's always those two factors. Uh, does the market work and is, is there the right people? The other example was France, where we were really lacking crew personnel for quite some time, whereas the market is pretty interesting. But we also found somebody from our community there who is now starting with our French website. When you started, you had three employees, 2008. Sorry, 2010, it was eight employees. So what's your setup now in terms of full-time employees and, and what's central and, and what do you do in individual territories? Um, yeah, we're about, overall, we're about 60 employees. I think about 40 of them are full-time. The rest is, is part-time. Um, our biggest teams are... Actually, uh, it's, it's uh, the technical department, web developers, system administrators, and architects. Because yeah, we're a website, <laughs> we're a tech product, uh, and you need our tech team. That's, that's central, that's here in Hamburg. Uh, and then the, our content team uh, for basically the German um, editorial market plus the social media is also Hamburg-based. Um, for example, on Instagram, we decided not to have an Instagram in Turkish and in Portuguese, uh, but to concentrate on one English. That's also centralized. And our German editors 
we call them content hub, uh, we, we renamed that because we thought uh, what's important for us is the idea and also easy to um, scale uh, editorial ideas. For example, a market value update we had this Wednesday um, in, in the Bundesliga. That's pretty easy. We have one editor here writing the text and the other ones just translate basically. There is no need to, to have uh, editors for that. And the other, the third big team beside the German editorial content team is uh, our international team. That's all the area and content managers for, for the respective uh, markets. How do you manage your transfer and rumors section of the site? Because I would think that's the most popular because that's what drives football media, isn't it, generally? Um, how do you how do you manage that? Is that again relying on your network, getting them to update the site and add to it? And do you have any um, any moderation into that type of area? First of all, uh, yeah, transfer. We're called transfer market, and that's yeah. that's the German word for transfer market, which is easy. Um, and that's why we always have a strong focus on on the transfer uh, period on on the transfers. And we also see that when we look at our traffic, so the traffic is really, really raising to the top in summer and in, in winter when the transfer windows are open. And yeah, the best days of the year are the deadline days. And we're always really looking forward to that. We got so much energy on those days here. That's really, really cool. I like it a lot. Having said that, um, yeah, uh, in the transfer periods, uh, the rumor mill part and uh, fixed transfer parts are very important parts of our set. And they're also user-sourced. User the rumor mill as such basically is a discussion board um, where you have to uh, have some third-party source, I don't know, a mirror report or, I don't know, some report from any other part of the world, including a rumor, in order to start a discussion. So you can start a discussion from the scratch because you think it's a good idea that I don't know, Real Madrid uh, signs in Hazard, but there must be some kind of reliable source out there. And then the discussion starts. There's moderators for that, um, but that's also users. That's basically, it's users discussing rumors and joining the, the, uh, joining the discussions with, uh, with, uh, with sources. And the transfers um, we're covering, um, that's also a thing you could, again, do by yourself by editing, uh, editing a player's profile. So if you see some club sign somebody, you just go to the player's profile, you enter the transfer. And as we are a database, everything is connected. So if you enter a transfer uh, in one player profile, all the data around it, all the statistics, you know, top transfers, uh, whatever you can think of, there's so much stuff on our website right now, uh, they autom uh, automatically update. The users do that for sure. You know the biggest uh, biggest transfers that are also covered by us, and we have the press releases coming in. Maybe we're a little bit quicker with that, but um, when it comes to interesting transfers, uh, you know you have some ex Bundesliga player transferring within Iran, for example. Uh, that also could be very interesting for us. But there's an Iranian data scout then entering the transfer. We see it on in one of our statistics, and then we make. Uh, make an article out of that so that's pretty cool uh, working working hand in hand has anyone tried to game the system because if i was an agent if i was an agent um 
and you know agents don't have the best reputation in this world sometimes <laughs> there is a possibility of moving my clients to better clubs and gaining more more wages and cuts of transfer fees potentially if you can gain the transfer mark system has that have you have have you had evidence of that ever happening and and is it possible with the systems you've got in because you've got so many individuals across it haven't you I mean, the wisdom of the crowd is, is very, very strong. So there may be a chance, you know, in very lower leagues where not so many people are looking at that you enter, enter data. But there is always another guy, probably knowing better than you do, uh, being the agent, uh, if you change something. And I mean, you can't change really things that make, a huge impact. You can't change the market values because that always goes here through our offices. You can't, you can't really have an advantage if you enter a transfer that didn't really happen. Because anyway, we will find out. And if you enter a transfer that didn't happen, so that doesn't really help having a new transfer. And um, what's what's the thing for sure is is all the rumors. But that's that's not a. a problem or a thing that's uh, particularly interesting or particularly targeting transfer market. Um, that's rather a thing that's true for, for all the media because you have agents uh, talking to journalists all the time. And for sure, in the end, there will be some user. You have, for example, you have an agent talking to some journalist. Uh, the journalist is then writing an article, including a rumor. Then this, the user is coming is opening a rumor uh, on transfer market and then for sure you have this, this upcycling. That's how it works, but uh, that's not a typically transfer market related issue. Um, for sure, we have, we have good contacts with, with, with agents. And as I said before, there's really good agents doing serious work out there, um, helping the industry uh, and there's others. And we're in contact with both of them. And basically we working pretty well with them. They, they understand what we are doing. They understand that trying to cheat wouldn't really help them in the end. And most of them are just interested in, in having correct data because they know that in the end with correct data, they, they can do their work best and that's it. Yeah, I mean, gaming the system is a phrase that's talked about in a casinos and online etc etc however i know journalists who've mm. put out stories from agents that their player might leave because their players negotiating with their club and he gets exactly. more money. so that's game in the system as well isn't it it's just it's just a more old-fashioned way of doing it so yeah. um that it's it's the control of information that has a a, a, a potential financial Gain exactly. and, and, and you're controlling exactly. a lot of information there. Yeah, sure. We're regathering the information, so there we we really have the essence of it in the end. Um, because here you then have a list of rumors, and yeah, that, that that's that's basically the thing. And I, and I think it's very true. And I think a lot of agents might work like that, being in negotiations with some club and then talking to journalists here and there and having rumors coming up and. Uh, yeah. what's your technical infrastructure because you've got one and a half million football matches in the database 
three quarters of a million player profiles, 80,000 coaches, 41,000 referees, 75,000 clubs, 12,000 agents, <laughs> all with very detailed pages. That's a lot of information. And as you say, you've got a couple of transfer deadlines when you've got a huge spike in traffic, one would assume. So what do you have to do in terms of your infrastructure to cope with all of that? There's basically pretty straightforward thing um, investing in service and good server admins and taking good care of uh, performance issues in, in coding. Um, whereas we still see we are not the fastest website on earth and um, which is okay for our users, I think. Um, that's the thing. And on transfer deadline days, uh, Stability becomes more important than performance in the end, so it works fine for us. Um, but for sure, with having a database like that, you can imagine it's some terabytes. Um, there is always some issues. Uh, when you did the deal with um, Axel Springer, obviously a big uh, media house, um, did anything change? Were they wanting to buy you and keep you as you are, just give you a bigger platform? Yeah, that's exactly the thing. They came in as an investor and basically just helping us being a small company back then with issues small companies have and helping us to grow and still helping us to grow. Uh, and that's, that's really a very healthy and cool relationship we have. So where do you think you're going to go in the future? How are you going to change? What do you want to do? As mentioned earlier, our, our, our thing will be the internationalization. Um, we already see that around about 65% of our users are not coming from Germany anymore, being a German-based German website. This, uh, this, is, this is a path we really need and will go. Um, that's the most important thing for us, um, going international. And as we have talking about performance and service before, there will be new issues because uh, Pumping, uh, pumping data from Hamburg to Sao Paulo or Shanghai is a bigger issue than bringing it to Paris or London. That will be interesting. Um, and for sure, we, we've been talking about that we've become a player in, in the football industry already. So we also will, and we're already doing that, focus more on B2B relations, working more with the agents. We already have an agent service, uh, kind of, you know, they can, agents can, uh, can publish their contact data, for example, on TransferMarkt uh, for a small fee. And we will also release a new product for Scouts uh, in future for having better and easier access to TransferMarkt data and on things like that. So B2B will be a second part Basically, we will always be that fan-made for fans-made uh, product, and we think that can work all around the world. And as you grow, how important is it to maintain usability? Because obviously, you've got very heavy pages, and as you say, you're, you're not the biggest, so you're not the fastest site in the world. Um, but then again, the that's kind of part of your USP. I'm not sure you need to be the fastest site in the world, but you need to maintain growth, community, usability. And as you become more of a business and go B2B, 
there's a balancing act that needs to be done there and it's it's just part of the growth cycle but it's it just needs to be maintained the equilibrium and the and the core that is behind transfer mark so are you aware of that and and what are your thoughts about trying to maintain that going forward that's absolutely key to keeping the balance um and to keep the balance is, is actually really key for for any further development so we and all of our team we're so much aware that transfermark is nothing without its community therefore that will always be the first thing to look at and so if we go to a new market there's always one of the first steps next to translating it uh, is community building in terms of, of technical issues yeah for sure we always to try we will always try to uh, bring in new technologies for sure at one point there will be also changes to the front end of the website there will be probably new apps out there um, having easier or different usability to for for different markets and but also for different uh, generations um, i think that's also an aspect you have to take into account so um, our community is also getting older as transfermarkt is getting older and new generations just they are not not the same as other generations are were before when they're in this in this age when they joined transfermarkt and became data scouts so that's always also a thing we we really got to take care of to be still attractive to the younger generation I was going to end it there, but that's a really interesting point. So are you saying that the younger generation are not so data focused and not so interested in being, as it stands at the moment, part of the TransferMark community? And so you've got to change the way you do things, the way you approach it? A little bit. A little bit at least. I mean, there will always be those those really always, hardcore... Always, always be nerds. There'll always be nerds. There will always, that's exactly... <laughs> that's that's the thing. Uh, there will always be nerds. That's that's the good thing. Uh, as we all here understand ourselves as nerds too, so uh, we, we feel you nerds out there. Um, that's the one thing. But um, the other thing is, yeah, I, we see that um, attention spans. There's a lot of research out there are shortening and shortening and shortening. Probably that will be impact into what we're doing uh, in editorial ways. So probably having shorter articles or having more video, uh, going more into, more into graphics. That's, that's what we've been doing the last two years, for example. We've seen we've grown heavily on, on Instagram, where we managed to bring our data in a one view graphics format that appeals uh, to a younger generation being on Instagram. That's the thing. I'm not sure if, if, uh, if data as such is not so interesting anymore. I'm not sure of that. I think it's the presentation and how you can really get the right information on, on point. That's the one thing. And the other thing is what we see is that the focus um, our users have is more moving towards the player and moving away from the clubs. Um, we can quite easily see that from our website analytics that users follow more the players than they follow clubs. Um, that's especially true for uh, younger football markets where the big stars are more important than 
you know your local football club you go there every weekend and follow them that's really interesting you say that so uh, another thing i want to dig down you say mm -hmm. that your data is telling you younger fans are following players rather than clubs and that's yeah. something that has been talked about a lot but what aspects of your data are telling you is it just user traffic or, or anything anything deeper than that that is making you come to that conclusion basically it's that's that's derived from from uh, regard on our traffics or also what we see from um, uh, when we look what people are looking for on google there is more or on the search on on transfer market too there's more searches uh, more player profile clicks uh, than club profile clicks we had before. Okay, well, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to put a link on the show notes to sign up to be one of your community scouts, as it were, your, uh, your, <laughs> your data nerds out there in the field. But Thomas yeah. Lintz, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You can find Sports Content Strategy on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Go to sportscontentstrategy.com for more information and to sign up to the newsletter. Richard is at Mr. Richard Clark on all social media. Read his blog at mrrichardclark.com.